Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay. Jury. Daily. Dot com. Nailed it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, 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 welcome to yet another week of Jury Daily. My name is Justin Robert Young, and indeed I am your host for a show that's named after me. I got in touch with the teens over the weekend. Well, I had two interesting things happen on the weekend. All right, here, here's, here's, here's the first, but it leads to the second. Ashley, my dear and lovely wife, hits me up and says, hey, this is a couple weeks ago, we have a tiki bar crawl, tiki bar crawl, organized by a couple friends of hers from work. Okay, cool. Tiki bar crawl. Now, immediately, I start thinking of a few things as I consider myself to be a bit of an avid drinker. I'm like, all right, well, here's the first thing about this. Uh, uh, Tiki drinks, you know, the hope is that you're, you're having a tiki drink and then maybe another tiki drink. And then, like, it's usually on that third tiki drink that you're like, oh, shit, this is hitting me. This is on. We are, we are in the middle of some real shit right now with these tiki drinks. They usually cost a little bit more, but they're strong. They're mixing like three different liquors. You are, you are going hard in the paint if you are drinking tiki all night long. So the idea of a pub crawl, pub crawl to me is, you know, something that spans over an afternoon or an evening, and, and you're usually kind of putting them away. Aside from the fact that you usually add there with a bunch of other people, there's a social element to it. You're cheersing a lot. There's a lot of sipping. So I'm like, man, that's that's gonna be hard. That's a that's a real that's a real uh, 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 tough one. That's that's gonna be for pros only. At the very least, it is kind of a double black diamond of pub crawls. You know, no. This should be one of them uh, job listings that say, if you do not have over X amount of experience, please do not apply. Then I go and ask her, and this is where things get unreasonable. I say, Ashley, how many people are scheduled to be coming to this thing? She tells me this, and I, I was floored. The reservations are at 89 people. 89 human beings, 89 human beings were scheduled to come to a tiki crawl. Now, aside from the idea, like I just laid out, that of those 89, how many are you going to think are going to start getting out of control because the booze is just a little too loud? A fair amount. 
That's my answer to that. But logistically, logistically, this has a 0% chance of working. Now, I'm informed. Don't worry. Oh, ye of little faith. What an idiot you are. This is the fourth year in a row that this tiki crawl has gone on. And so now, I am sitting back like, you want to know what? I'm ready to see a magic trick. Because you just told me that this situation can resolve itself in a way that is beneficial to everybody. I don't think it's possible. Here we go. So we get there. Ashley also got me a really great flamingo shirt. I looked awesome in it, if you don't mind me saying so myself. Next thing you know, there at the first bar. First bar is uh, Tonga Room. It's in the basement of the Fairmont Hotel in San Francisco. It's a great tiki bar. They, it rains. That's their gimmick is that it rains. It's, I don't know. They, it just, it's a bunch of like indoor sprinklers or whatever. Anyhow, we get there and we're there early. Cause we're old. We're we're like in all seriousness. We're we're we we got one eye on the bail, one one finger on the bail button the entire time. Just because we you know look, we're we're not ready to go all night here. So we get there early so we can make sure that uh, you know we're ready to go. And sure enough, there ain't everybody there as soon as everything uh, starts up at five o'clock. It's a pretty select group. We get our drinks pretty easily. And I was like, man, man, this is actually going to happen. God knows how it's going to work, but maybe people will show up to the first bar late and then they'll go and, and maybe it'll just be like a steady stream. Maybe this is going to work out. There are some cultural underhooks that veterans of this crawl have understood that they are just going to uh, 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 go like, like a row, row, row your boat in Echo where these bars are just going to stay full all night. Everyone's going to roll through. It's going to be a blast and a half. It's at about that moment that I realize that's not going to happen. I'm absolutely correct because one of the organizers of the crawl says, oh, my God, apparently the second bar is so jam-packed right now. We had a lot of real smarty pantses who decided they were going to avoid the first bar, thinking that it was going to be a total poop show, and go to the second bar. That became so assholes to elbows so quickly, b before anybody was even scheduled to leave the first bar, that now everybody gets pushed over to the third bar. Now, at this point, everybody's had at least two drinks at the first bar. So they're feeling pretty good. We go ahead and get to the second bar. And nobody knows what the hell's going on. This is at Pagan Idol in San Francisco. Fantastic. By the way, I've never been to their back room. It's great. And it's at that point that we decide to leave. But not before. A, I am vindicated. This was a totally infeasible thing. And I'm glad that I saw the structural problems in it. Because, folks... If your plan is not going to work because the numbers aren't right and I can spot it considering how bad I am with numbers, then your numbers really aren't right. But here is the other thing. I really got into TikTok. <laughs> Hanging out with my boy Tim. And next thing you know, he starts talking about TikTok. 
So I, I go on TikTok. I spent all Sunday obsessed with TikTok. I will talk about TikTok tomorrow. Yeah. Gonna do the two-step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin a whip. Do the whole down and get into it. Take it to the left now. We love our travel stories here on the Jury Podcast, and this is no different. According to NPR via the Boston Globe, there's a reason why people act so goddamn weird on planes. It's not just because we have no control through the airport process. We are routinely humiliated in ways that we would not deal with it in our regular existence. If a stranger, let alone, I mean, even a security stranger asked you to take off your shoes and empty your bag, all the time, I mean, it would be a different story. Like, I guess if you worked at a high security job, maybe you'd learn to deal with it. But if a rando came up and did that, you might be a little cheesed off. And then there's the fact that it costs a lot of money. A lot of people uh, get a little weird around the idea that they're spending a lot of money. Next thing you know, you're on a plane and it's weird. You have the sense, you have a fear that maybe you're going to die. I always thought that these were all psychological factors that led people to fly off the handle and yell at gate agents and flight attendants and stuff. But no, according to the Boston Globe, the issue may or may not be related to low air pressure on flights. The symptoms related to hypoxia are probably part of what caused... Uh, what causes uh, weird things, which included in this uh, article that you cry more watching movies on flights or you are into ordering certain beverages that you wouldn't otherwise order because you're on a flight. Now, I will say this. I've watched my fair share of movies on flights, and I do suspect that I probably cry more or well up. I'm more of a well up guy. Yeah, I'm one of them, one of them real hard men. You know, I don't like to show my weakness all that much. So I, I just, uh, I just kind of like rubbing. Up. Maybe if somebody's next to me, I'll go, oh, somebody, man, it's looking a little dusty in here. I'm having some allergies. I'll do that. Meanwhile, it's just because there was a movie and somebody said they love their dad. Why did you leave, father? <laughs> But I do think I probably cry more on movies. I think I welled up a little bit actually at a dad scene. I do cry at dad scenes. That's the number one thing that I cry at on airplane. I think the last dad scene that I cried at was Bohemian Rhapsody when, you know, at the very end, you know, Freddie Mercury as he's about to do the Live Aid set and then ascend to heaven. Uh, you know, goes and makes peace with literally. It's like they like tie up his entire life in an afternoon. He's like, like, okay, well, hey, sorry, I did that in the first act. Sorry, I did that in the first act. Uh, sorry about all of my behavior in the second act, which is why I'm going to fall in love with you, who is very obviously the surviving uh, loved one and somebody that we need to please if we're going to get the estate's permission to do this movie in the first place. So we're going to elevate your character far more than we normally would. And now, I'm sorry, Father. Will you please, please, please uh, uh, accept me? And then the Father does. And I was just like... (laughs) 
I, mean, I don't know. Maybe because the biopic for me would just be my dad looking at Patreon and seeing how much money I made and then trying to awkwardly worm his way back in my life. This got real. Anyway, yeah, hopefully you're crying at this if you're listening to this on a plane because of the low oxygen. Let's go ahead and get into email. Yeah. Gonna do the two-step, then cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin a whip. Do the hold down and get into it. Man, if you want to get ready to talk about TikTok tomorrow, you better, you better get used to hearing that goddamn song over and over and over again. That is the one thing that happens with TikTok for sure, is you listen to the same fucking snippet from a song over and over and over again and see different teens dancing to it. You can always send us an email, jurydaily at gmail.com. Again, jurydaily at gmail.com. RJ writes, in reference to your spiel about produce from Whole Foods expiring so fast, I grew up taking care of my family's orchard. And spent my formative years tending to our farmer's market booth. One of the principal reasons that produce from conventional grocery stores expires so much later is because at a massive bulk facility, they add dyes and waxes to younger produce to make it more attractive. Uh, so both products are probably lasting about the same amount of time. It's just that the more natural product stays on the vine longer to ripen, while the produce in a grocery store is actually very underripen, despite being colored to look the same. This is a practice so pervasive that sometimes at the booth, people would ask, how do you get the wax off of the apples? Because they were under the impression that the shine and wax coating that they were used to seeing was a natural occurrence that the stores didn't bother to correct. Oh, my God. I don't think I knew that. But also, like, I don't know, man. Maybe that wax is delish. Matthew writes in, uh, on this whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, some of my friends on Twitter have shown a real bloodlust lately for implicating just about any celebrity rich white guy with a tentative connection to Epstein that they can. One of the more disturbing things is somebody posting a picture of all the names in Epstein's little black book. Maybe I'm sensitive on this one because one of the names was Jimmy Buffett. And I'd hate uh, for him to be involved in anything like this. What's more likely? All these folks are pedophiles or a rich guy knows a bunch of other rich guys? Well, Matthew, I, I would uh, expect that I mean, look, Jeffrey Epstein was a rich guy in Florida. I feel like every rich guy in Florida has met Jimmy Buffett. Everybody's got a cousin in Miami, after all. And finally, David writes, Dude, has anyone ever said, uh, ever told you that you say milk weird? I also tease my wife about this as well. It's milk, not milk. I mean, I got milk, got milk. Mill? Mel? I feel like that's close enough. I've never heard that I say milk weird. My wife actually just walked in. Maybe I'll ask her. Wife, do I say milk weird? I make fun of my wife for saying certain words, so she would feel very comfortable uh, pointing out if I said something weird. Do you think that I say milk weird? How do you say it? Milk? Milk. Not milk? All right, here. Come here to the mic and say and say, uh, "Got what? Got milk? Milk? You, you're you're saying it with an e. Is that not the right way? No, milk. I, but I feel like that's close. Ill. Like Ill. Ill. Milk. 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 
Now you sound like an idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how, uh, I, mean, I don't know. I, I feel like those are very similar sounds to me. No. Milk no. and milk. You you don't milk a wolf. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> All right. If you want to email the show, you can do so. Jurydaily at gmail.com. Again, jurydaily at gmail.com. We have got, I, I don't know what happened. I did I did a double high thoughts last week, and you guys have gotten high as hell because we have a ton of them for this week already. But go ahead and keep them coming. Just uh, write on in to jurydaily at gmail.com. Put high thoughts, H-I comma thoughts. In the subject line. I want to go ahead and thank our producers. The Jen, PD Rave, Non-Specific, Rock and Roll, Martian, Will, James, the OG Brito, Will, and Chris. Of course, Twitter and Instagram is Justin R. Young. Ooh, TikTok too. Go find my TikTok, fam. And you can join our Discord, bit.ly slash jury discord. Thanks to another Jay Martin for bringing us the why do people cry on airplane story that about wraps it up for us today until next time this is your old pal justin robert young letting you know that i would greatly appreciate it if you please gave a round of applause to mr wacky but while we're on the subject until tomorrow please no no Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>